It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or on whatever you're listening to us to. Thanks for joining in again for another week. Walshie, good day to you. Well, that was Stone Cold Steve Austin's unmistakable music at the start of the show. Who did he beat? He defeated uh, CM Punk. Oh, well, Cold of personality. Be, it was, not going to be too hard. He's always oh. going to... Nah, it's a yeah. big song. Don't say that to Jay. Jay was, Jay's a big CM Punk, Mark. Yeah, we'll He's a fanboy, okay. they call him, yeah. yeah who, Jay? I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah who he is. Fanboy of CM Punk. I, yeah. I don't rate that song, uh, Cold of Personality. That's a personal taste thing. I think Stone Cold's is iconic. Oh, without a doubt. Always going to be tough without to a doubt. So he goes through the next round. He does. Cool. Last week's show... Yeah, last week's show, yes. We had uh, Andy Coyne. We did. How, what, what was the feedback from that? Oh, I haven't heard anything bad, but I turn my phone off when negative people ring me, so I wouldn't know. I've only heard positive, uh, oh, positive and I've listened to it a couple of times, actually, and he's quite insightful. He Beautiful is. voice for radio. I don't, I don't think we even got scratched the surface, so we'll need nah, to get him back left. at some stage. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a lot more we can talk to him about. Uh, that's Lord Andy Coyne. Hey, boys, we've got a massive show coming up. In just a sec, we're going to play an interview that we did with Dermot Burden a few days ago and uh, yeah unfortunately he wasn't available today on our, the day that we record it's, so it's actually been really difficult not to share this interview earlier like we were so excited about it as soon as we hit stop on the recording yeah um, so I can't wait to share it with the listeners so just in case you're getting confused you'll hear Jay with us here in the studio because he was here for the interview but then later on in the show, when we talk to Jay, he's going to be on the phone. So he hasn't just magically disappeared out of the studio. There's one thing that Jay does well, and it's confuse people. And he's oh, doing... Definitely. I'm confused myself just talking about it. <laughs> Let's go straight into the Dermot Burden interview, and we'll talk about that and more in the second half of the show. Folks, sit back, relax, and have a listen to AFL legend five-time day and five-time night. And Premiership Rick, player. And Ric Flair cosplayer. Yep, Dermot Burden, here he is. <laughs> joins us on the line now. A very good day to you, Derm. Hello, Shebexter. How are you doing? Mate, I'm fantastic. And thank you so much for joining us on our uh, little podcast where we're trying to promote the best of uh, Australian wrestling and also what happens overseas. And we were talking, we had a sort of a meeting the other day about people we could get on for a bit of a chat. And, mate, your name came straight off the top because your love of wrestling is, well, it's pretty renowned, isn't it? Oh, I think it's fantastic. I mean, uh it's uh, sports entertainment, and uh, it is. Uh, it, we all know where it sits, but what it does do is provides uh, endless ent- uh, hours of entertainment for the viewers. And I, I remember watching it back in. Oh, gee, it would have been '85, I think. At the, one of the original WrestleManias was the first one I saw, where uh, there was quite a few good bouts, and a lot of those wrestlers that were on that night went on to become household names. Derm, who was an early favourite of yours? Oh, my first early favourite 
was uh, Brutus Beefcake. Well before he became Brutus the Barber, he didn't have many great moves, Brutus, but um, <laughs> he was a big unit and he had a bit of presence about him. Um, I think every Australian loved to see and hear, you know, Jack Little and, and the commentary yeah. and even the great EJ Witten no. uh, had a bit of, spent a bit of time um, commentating the wrestling when Bulldog Brower and Wallow Von Eric and I think was it Professor Tanaka? Was he in there? Another he, bad he was definitely guy? there. Mario Milano was there, of course. And we know yeah. that. And one of my greatest, one of my greatest yeah, memories on. of those days at Festival Hall with EJ uh, was when he interviewed Andre the Giant. And you can you, this is on actually on YouTube, and I, I sort of just clarified to myself that I wasn't dreaming things, but I remember EJ speaking to Andre. They were doing an interview next to the ring. And EJ goes, and, and you would know this very well, Derm. Now everyone out there knows how big my hands are. And uh, just a, an absolute trait of, of Ted Witten. He said, but you, you've got to understand how big the hands of this guy's are. And they put their palms or the bottom of their palms next to each other. And EJ's fingers came halfway up Andre's hands. That's how big this guy was. And, and I'm serious. If you go on YouTube and EJ Whitten and Andre the Giant, that interview is on there, and it is the most amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I've never met Andre the Giant, but all the footage I've seen of him, he, he, he does look really, with all due respect, he looks like a freak of nature. I remember when I was at high school, Derm, everyone, the buzz around the schoolyard was your book happened to be in our school library. And everyone was uh, really excited because you spoke about your love of wrestling in the book and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And you've had the opportunity to meet a number of, uh, of wrestlers over the journey. Uh, can you talk about some of the guys you've actually had the opportunity to meet through your role in the media? Yeah, I met, I met Brutus. Um, uh, and he, uh, I'm a big, big guy, good-looking fella, big, big, big unit. I met uh, Hulk Hogan, and the first thing that I sh that struck, oh, 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 we'll go back to Bruce. Uh, yeah, was a charming guy, was gentlemanly, very polite, quietly spoken. Um, and I met, um, uh, 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 who did I say, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. And Hulk Hogan was the most gracious, uh, time-giving, um, kind kind-worded superstar that I have ever come across. Now, was this just he a couple was, of years ago, Jim? Yeah, he was. Were you, were you in the box that night? Yeah, at SEN, yeah. Wasn't he gracious with his time? And, yeah. and everybody who came across him and shook his hand and said, oh, I love to meet you. Uh, thanks for meeting me and can have a photo. He thanked them and, you know, you could you almost sense that he was like... Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, brother. And uh, yeah, God watch over you. God bless you. Yeah. So you could, you felt that he was quite religious. Yeah. But he was, and I'm sure he's had his his moments in in, in life where he's he quite stepped recently. off the rails. Yeah, yeah I know. We yeah. know that. But he was, um, yeah, very gracious. I thought he was an absolute gentleman. He he couldn't have impressed me more. Actually, you got an opportunity to meet AJ Styles uh, last weekend. What was your thoughts there? Yeah, much more reserved character. Seemed a nice guy, and I reckon if you spent more time with him, you'd you'd end up seeing a lighter side of him. Um, more importantly, you met Carmella. 
Yeah, said that now. Well, you look at her on TV and and the pictures, and you think, oh yeah, she's an attractive girl. Um, it sells her short in re- in real person. She's mm. just goddamn beautiful. What a good looking woman. Um, and uh, yeah, got got a bit of go about her in the way she sells herself for the um, for the nature of the product, the sport. Yeah. Now I must say, the person that impressed me the most on the weekend out of that whole party with uh, Kamala and AJ Styles was the bodyguard Derm. How big was he? He was he was Finkham. He was three times the size of Andre the Giant. <laughs> this guy was the biggest man you have ever ever seen in your How life. How did he fit into the MCG? He was huge. Well, the, the, he wasn't overly tall. This guy was only about six uh, two. Yeah, correct. But yeah. his uh, he, so you imagine like I'm not a small bloke, but if you somehow split my shoulders and added another four inches of shoulder width either side. Correct. He was... He was the proverbial three-axe handles, wasn't he? Oh, he was incredible. Yeah. I just looked at him and thought, how have you done that? What type of gym work do you do to get, <laughs> get that? How do you make your frame that big? He was, he was disproportionate how wide his shoulders were for how, t- how tall he was. I yeah. thought it could have been Scott Steiner when I first saw him. <laughs> big yeah. bump pump. <laughs> Well, I, I was I was talking to AJ Styles after the um, interview, and uh, he was, you know, really nice and hung around for you know ten minutes before he had to move on for his, you know, they were on on call pretty well and they get dragged around. And uh, I was chatting to him. I said, "Now, uh, AJ, look, you know, you're not a small bloke. You you know, solidly put together, but you're not big. How do you go with um, with?" With the real big units, because I've stood next to some of them, and they are insanely big. And he just had a laugh and said, "Oh yeah, you just got to make sure you get them, get them in the legs to get them on the mat." Because <laughs> he had a um, uh, not a childhood, a scholastic career of proper wrestling on the yeah. mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of these wrestlers have, um, you know, because of the high school system in America, they're they're real wrestling. Um, you know, the the Greco wrestling. Uh, yeah, they, all the schools. That's as big as any other sport in their in their uh, scholastic vernacular. So his his background was that, um, and and so he he went on to talk about that. And he said that Brock Lesnar, he said some of them are really big, some of them are big and strong. But he said pound for pound, he said Brock Lesnar is by far the strongest, and he's insanely big as well. Yeah. So he said. I get on well with Brock Lesnar, and you know sometimes the boys they give you a little, if they if they're wrestling against somebody they personally don't have a working like for, they give you a bit more. And he said no, he said Brock Lesnar actually likes me, so I don't <laughs> mind wrestling him. Yeah. He looks after me a bit. Well, he got a but, good match uh, out of him, which not many people match. do. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, he's very serious, AJ. Yeah, I met. I, I, I didn't meet. I uh, I did meet him. And that made me read his book. Many years ago, I met Bret Hart. Mm. And I was, you know, astounded at, you know, he was meant, you know, they call him six foot and, you know, 245. So he might have been five foot 10, maybe 5'11", but he was solid. But to read his book, it was, it's probably for anybody who wants to understand the rest of it, it's a big, long read. I will add that. That gives you, and because he's, 
he was chewed up by the wrestling. He also made millions out of it. And it gives you both sides of the um, of the wrestling uh, caper. It was a really, really good and educational book. He didn't pull too many punches. Uh, he dropped himself in the um, in the in the poo a few times, you know, with what he'd done. And he he listed the bad guys. He listed the blokes who were good. He listed the blokes who were bad to work with, and who were good to work with. So it was a really balanced view. He's probably had a few few a little bit of an axe to grind in certain areas, but I, I found that a really really illuminating read about the the world of professional wrestling in uh, in America. Yeah, that's a wrestling encyclopedia, and like uh, you touched on, Derm, I think everyone everyone should uh, read that book. It is actually the size of an encyclopedia, <laughs> but don't be yeah. daunted. Like to, there's plenty of information in there. There'll be pictures. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Lots good pictures things. in there too. But uh, Derm, I just want to touch on your uh, your football persona, looking. From the outside looking in, uh, in 2018 eyes, maybe not back when you were in your your height of your uh, football playing days, were you playing wrestler heel? Because that, <laughs> yeah, that that's a good question. With the with the yeah. hair, it just the straps. So, yeah, look, you were definitely before your time. Like you're the <laughs> you know the Conor McGregor of AFL football. Like where you've just yeah sold your persona. And made yourself larger than life, which obviously wrestling walking is. through the opposition's huddle, no, like and all, all those sort of little things, driving a motorbike yeah. into, into, into the nightclubs. Is, yeah. is that is that a conscious effort on your part from well, watching well, the wrestling? Well, you know what, uh, you, you know, uh, which gentleman am I speaking Lyle. to there? Who asked? Lyle, bookmark this moment in time in 2018 for everything I ever done along those lines. You are the first person to ask that. And I actually, uh, to create a persona, thought of that along the way. So it wasn't an accident by stepping into that. Um, that whole era, uh, you're on the money, and uh, that whole era, the way you know, you'd grow your hair and style it, the way you'd behave, kick a goal, do a bit of a strut, that type of thing, was based... <laughs> Based on the <laughs> on the bloke who used to walk out to the ring second. <laughs> well, it's actually yeah. not just that era, Derm. I've seen uh, when you're in China, you had a Ric Flair suit on, mate. <laughs> yeah. we're, putting that, we're putting that up. That is, I really can't tell which one's which. <laughs> oh, very funny. Uh, yeah, I, I will say again, that that was a seriously expensive suit. I was just half tanked when I saw that before. I mean, that's a great suit. I love that suit. So it was brilliant. So I want to know if if you did have that wrestling persona as part of your uh, your football character, who was your manager, or who was your tag team partner? Was it Dipper? <laughs> it would have had to have been. You can find on the internet. We used to have in the late eighties. Uh, our players' rage, where the guys would get on and they'd do a bit of mime yeah. or, you know, and they'd dance on stage. They're dressed up as girls, you know, and hardcore supporters, you know, like 500 would turn up, 10 bucks each. And, you know, we'd put it into an end-of-season trip and that would be our drinks on the bar. And it was a bit of a light-hearted release for us. There were two years in a row. Um, the first year, we Jason and I uh, came out and we had these spandex pink oh, yeah. tights oh, no, on no. and we had a wrestling bout 
And uh, Jason and I made sure that we were in the gym <laughs> rock solid for about a month before. <laughs> and we came out, and I was, well, Jason was about 100 kgs, and I was 95 or 96, and we, we, we were pretty trimmed up. And uh, and we came out against Gary Bacanara and Peter Schwab, and they actually wore the grandpa's long john undies you'd have, oh. undies on the outside, <laughs> and the old white Bonds singlet, and we we poleaxed them, and then then got the then they got the accidental pin, and uh, and won the bout, and then year two. I, I actually had a, a, a back injury and I couldn't fight, so I found a, uh, a zebra skin coat and I was the manager. Beautiful. <laughs> and that was Jason and Dipper. Dipper loved it as well. But that's actually floating around the internet, so we, we had a bit of fun at that. Jason was good. He, knew, uh, he was able to do some moves and, and things. Dipper just kept punching blokes in the head. So he, he, there, wasn't, there wasn't much to Dipper, but I w- he would have taken a power of stopping. And Gary Bacanara, after the event, was out of his breath, and he honestly, he, he, he looked like a real interview from WWF in the day. He was yelling into the mic, they've come at us again, but we got them. We've won the title again, you know. Coming oh, up promo, was, fantastic. Oh, it was a hero stuff. It was hilarious. It really was funny. Um, and, and so we, we did that two years in a row. I think that was 88, 89, something like that. But uh, we used to have a lot of fun with that. And, you know, if there was somebody who resembled the name of a wrestler, um, we'd, we'd nickname them. Uh, in fact, I used to call Jason Tunstall Rusty Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder he's an angry man. <laughs> hey, one of the things that we love doing, of course, is stuff for our kids and our family. And uh, just yep. uh, the other day was able to purchase uh, some tickets for my uh, 13-year-old, my youngest, who's going to go to his very first WWE event uh, come October 6th. What about uh, young Devlin? Has he been into it? Uh, uh, no, no. I'll tell you what Devlin is into. He... Um... Uh, he's not a bad footballer, but he's injury-prone, the poor little bugger. He's got real talent, but he can't yeah. get a good run at it. But one thing he, he said to me when he was – he's 19 now, just turned 19. When he was about 14, he uh, at the end of the footy season, he said, Dad, I wouldn't mind doing a new sport. And I said, yeah, mate, come downstairs. I've got golf clubs. I've got uh, tennis rackets. I've got cricket balls uh, and cricket bats. We, we can find a sport that you want to do in summer. And he's – what do you want to do, Devlin? And he went, oh, Dad, I reckon that cage fighting looks all right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I took him to a, um, uh, um, uh, a proper boxing coach. Yeah. And uh, same as everything else, that little bugger had heaps of talent. And, uh, um, and, and, the, and the coach actually said, if you want to keep training him, um, he's got a real shot at this. He's got very quick feet and quick hands, but... Like most things with teenagers, you know, it 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 does until the next new video game comes out and yeah. uh, they get back online and start playing that. But uh, yeah, he he liked the MMA uh, more than he did the the wrestling. Yeah, there you go. I know that a lot of the local promotions would love if they could get you out to a show. Have you seen much of the local product? A little bit, a little bit of it. Uh, I've met a few of the wrestlers. I've met Bully. Um, 
he he's uh, contacted me a few times. A few of the boys have contacted me uh, along the journey. I really would love to go out there. I think there's one coming up not too far away in the distance. They're, they're nearly on every weekend, uh, mate. MCW 99's yeah, well, coming out. They've got um, Tadil Dashwood, Emma from WWE. She's returning to wrestle uh, next month. Yeah, right. Twenty first of July. Yeah. What uh, do they do? They call that the NAW. No, that one's in NAW's out in um, Albion. Albion. The MCW yeah. that one is Melbourne City Wrestling. Okay. Right. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll, uh, we'll organise a night for you. I reckon. Yeah, that'd be great fun. I'd love it. You know what'll happen? I'll get I'll get thrown up in the ring, and somebody will put a sleeper hold on me, and I'll go out for real. <laughs> Well, we, like we can Johnny make that Platten. happen. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Johnny Platten, mate. One, I'm kid candles now. One blowing, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Dermot, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, uh, reminiscing about your uh, your time and your love of uh, of this great sport. Your, your greatest moment, the greatest thing you've ever done, or the greatest thing you've ever seen in wrestling. Oh, look, I loved, I loved the very first time I turned on and watched. Um, the WWF. There was a bloke called Special Jones, uh, Special <laughs> Delivery Jones. Oh yeah, yes. 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 Kong Bundy whipped him into the corner, and I was expecting some intricate move, but King Kong Bundy was just so big. He did a thing which they called the avalanche. Yep. He ran into the corner and just squashed him on the run. <laughs> he stepped back, and Special Delivery fell flat on his face. He rolled him over. And he got the world's quickest ever count. <laughs> I think that was WrestleMania too. Uh, was it WrestleMania two? It might have been oh. no, no, WrestleMania oh, one, maybe. SD. SD I guns. laughed my yeah. head off, and I thought, "Poor old special delivery." He was a bit like Steve Lombardi. Uh, they yeah. used to give him the odd wins so that when when there was a wrestler coming along that they wanted to push up and say. Uh, uh, he was he was going to be pretty good. They used to let him beat uh, um, Steve Lombardi, but they also let um, Steve Lombardi beat the jobbers as well. So, which was rare that a jobber ever got to fight another jobber. So, uh, yeah, he was sort of the intermediate man that they let uh, get knocked over week yeah. in week out. I think he used to. Uh... Lombardi used to beat the Red Rooster occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when the refs used to get in on it as well. I used to find it quite hilarious, you know, the antics they'd come up with. And, oh, there was all good, good, clean show fun, you know, back in those days. Oh, his sister lives now. There was, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit bums and boobs if that's what they're trying to the market they're going for. But, Not uh, that there's anything no. wrong with that, Joe. We don't dislike no. that at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you so much, as I said, uh, for joining us, mate. Really do appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of the footy season. Uh, just a quick one. Who's winning the flag this year? Oh, yeah. Tigers back-to-back? Um, -back? I hope so. Uh, well, if they, if they play it this weekend, and it's obviously going to be at the MCG, this weekend the Tigers win. Don't just get somebody coming from the blue like the last two years. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Be, on your, be on. on your toes, Tigers. If Maybe you the get Demons. Back -to -back. Uh, maybe Collingwood. Uh, Collingwood are probably better place than the D's at the moment. The D's have got to sort out a few things. So yeah, they're true. good, but they've got to sort out a few things first. Yeah. All right, yep. good on you, Jim. Thanks for joining us, mate. I look forward to organising a night for you out at the wrestling one night, and we'll have a bit of fun. I'd like that, Tane. Thanks, guys. Great to speak to you. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank, Thank you, mate. Thanks. 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 Thanks.
Samoa Joe brings us into segment two of the show. Boys, fantastic interview with Doom. Well done. Uh, well done, Lyle. Oh, God, yeah, he's got the exclusive, course. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Doom, you put me over. That's uh, Can't say that every day. No, no. Very, That's very two fun. of us that will probably be getting over today. Like, Jay will put himself over, I'm pretty sure. Well, 100%, of course. Good evening <laughs> to you. Me, yeah, hello, hello, yeah, yeah, I can put myself over. Uh, I'm not sure, I'm uh, still throughout the episode, for sure. I'm sure you'll try your hardest. Uh, Ring of Honour, boys, let's have a chat about that. Jay, this is your baby at the moment, I think. Yep, um, yeah, I enjoy the show. Um, I really, uh, Jay Lethal, um, I think, was the star of the uh, the night. Uh, with his, uh, in his match with Kushida, that was, um, that was really good, and then the Next day, um, he actually won the title um, at a taping. So, um, yeah, that was a really good match. I the Are you giving event. spoilers on the podcast? I don't worry, Ring, uh, Ring of Honor fans will be all over that, and they're probably not, probably not happy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You've got to go back and edit it's, that one, Tony. The Ring of Honor spoilers are so difficult. I'm just getting it um, because um, it, it was available to the Honor Club members, which is their WWE network, um, pretty much straight away. That's going to get then you I it's, Yeah, it's their Netflix, call it. Yeah. <laughs> their Fight That's TV. Right. And, then, and then it was on their Facebook group too, so I think, um, I think I'm safe. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you uh, think of the tag team match between the Young Bucks and the Briscoes? That was my, yeah, think, that was my highlight. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. I think uh, the Young Bucks are you know, they're, they're, um, with that and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, obviously they're just uh, becoming a bigger and bigger brand. Um, I thought that was a really great match. I think, you know, love or hate, the Young Bucks do. You know, they bring a bit of uh, excitement to the tag division, which um, sometimes the WWE lets down quite strongly. So at least they add a bit of uh, excitement to it. And I, I thought, as all, yeah, that Briscoe's um, Young Bucks was, very entertaining, and I think they had to put over the Brisco. Uh, they had to put over um, Briscoes um, and not give um, you know Young Bucks both championships. But yeah, I really enjoyed that too. For me, uh, they've made a big deal about the Women of Honor the last few months, yep. and everyone was really excited about it. They've got some really good names, and don't get me wrong, that eight-woman tag team match was amazing. Uh, you won't see anything like that in WWE, or you haven't for a long time from the women's division. But I can't help but be disappointed that they've put all this effort into promoting their women's division, and then they've done exactly what WWE do and put them in a throwaway multi-woman tag team match. Is that, yep. like, there's no storyline behind it? I, just, I think it's rubbish. I actually don't like it at all. Yeah, I thought it was I just... Were- Cheap and lazy booking art. Yeah, the match was yeah, like you said, was was great, but just a tad lazy. Just throwing them all together instead of just having their individual storylines a little bit. It no, stinks no, they, of divas division. Yeah, pro- yeah, you're it. probably right. We'll have to see how it plays out. You know, absolutely, they need their division, and that's um, they've got too much talent for um, compared to how many slots there are on the card, and they're trying to do. They're, um, they're going over the quantity rather than the quality there. That, that's for sure. Just really, yeah, wasn't, wasn't a great look. 
All right. Uh, Walshie, you attended the BCW event uh, last weekend on Friday night. What are your thoughts? I did. Uh, BCW ran Friday and Saturday night. They ran Friday in Melbourne and Saturday in Adelaide. And it was we're talking about the women's division, so it's amazing that we, we continue with BCW running their women's title tournament. And one thing that really stuck out about the BCW show was the opening to the show was really clever. I haven't seen a local promotion do something this clever for a long time, but Taylor Rose is usually their ringside photographer, mm. and she was in a normal spot taking photos, and Bianca came to the ring. She has a mystery opponent. She's about to call out whoever the mystery opponent is, turns around, Taylor Rose has put on her ring gear, she jumps off the top rope and pins her straight away. <laughs> I thought it was that the crowd popped and the night was off to a really hot start. That's clever. I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed Robbie Eagles came in last minute as a replacement to Sid Parker. A lot of the crowd were there to see Sid Parker work against JXT and um, Dowie as well. And they were disappointed walking in. They didn't leave disappointed. Uh, they got the treat of watching Robbie work heel for a change, which was amazing. He Because uh, the crowds do not want to boo Robbie Eagles, but... He I actually managed. don't think I've seen him work here before. Yeah, if you get a chance to see him work here, do it. I really enjoyed it. And we'll need to mention that Australia now has their very own belt collector. Is that a oh. Indy three belts? That's my favourite wrestler, Indy Hartwell, now has three belts. And, oh, three time. And she's also inaugural champion of two different companies, which uh, no one throws away that inaugural belt winner. So really big effort for her at such a young age as well. Yeah, that's very good. Great effort by Indy Hartwell. No wonder you continue to wear her T-shirts. I'm not wearing it today. No, you're not. Only because I got, to be I got lambasted finally. last week. <laughs> Jeez, three weeks in a row, mate. Uh, season two of Glow has been released on Netflix. Thoughts, gentlemen? Well, it looks like I've uh, got my weekend sorted. I'll be binging that, which should uh, go well with my family. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, cool see, holidays. No, I've, so I've enjoyed that. I've convinced that my, my girlfriend likes Glow. Oh, really? She really enjoyed season one. It was hard yep. convincing her to watch it, but she really liked it. So when season two came out, that was our Sunday. We sat watching Glow, and she didn't even realise she was watching wrestling for the day. Marvellous. Tipping yep. the only thing that will be glowing in Lyle's uh, area will be the end of his... What? <laughs> <laughs> That's staying. Um, there are some really good wrestler cameos in, in this season of Glow, Jay, that you were mentioning to, uh, to us earlier. Yep. Um, Sabo uh, Guerrero's in it. Um, I think Carlito as well. Uh, well he was in season yeah, one as well. Yeah. Um, definitely, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a few cameos. Um, I think, um, like you were saying, you certainly don't need to be a wrestling fan to to enjoy Glow. I think a lot of a lot of its fan base wouldn't be into wrestling. But um, I really like that it gives that respect to the wrestling industry rather than mocking it which can be easily done with those kinds of shows. Well, we kind yeah, of mock it sometimes ourselves, so... Well, it's easy yeah. to mock wrestling. Monday Night Raw, boys. Let's have a chat about that. Oh, is this where Roman Reigns takes over the podcast? Well, Roman Reigns had 52 <laughs> minutes of airtime on no, Monday Night Raw. A three-hour show? That's not... It, well, he's now, he's now involved in three different feuds... And Vince is madly trying to work out how to get him involved in the Bailey and Sasha feud just so that he can be on screen for the whole episode. Yeah, especially Enforcer for the match. I think that'll work, yeah. Jay, your your thoughts on what's happening here with Roman Reigns? Is it just too much? 
Uh, he needs to have his own show. I reckon that would just be... He does, that would it's make unhappy. <laughs> you, could have, you could have, like, Tuesday night or whatever it is, Wednesday night rain. Um, <laughs> and it'd be brilliant. And um, you might not even need anyone else. You could just play... He could fight himself. I don't know, but then he'd have to turn heel. That wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, I think he just needs it. that. That was too much. I mean, that is there's a, there's a part of me that kind of thinks he's didn't really just you know enjoy like egging us on here, have him in two matches. Um, he opened the show, closed the show. Yeah, yeah, and uh, mm. didn't tag in. Yeah, didn't tag uh, Lashley in probably... for the whole match. <laughs> well, at least yeah, he's he working. He's earning his money. I'm not sure. Would he get paid? Three times for that, or are you just no, just uh, one just contract for, around covers wow, all. Wow, that's we get on his manager for that. Something different. <laughs> so uh, we'd love well. to we'd love to hear from our listeners as well as to your thoughts as to whether Roman Reigns is just being overused too much here. Uh, you can jump on the Facebook page and like give if us you're your thoughts. Fourteen year old girl, you're probably liking a bit of Roman. The kids like him. He sells a lot of merch, but yeah, a little bit. Oh, whatever happened to less is more. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you could have less like Brock Lesnar. I'm really not sure if that's more at the minute. But maybe that's the fact. Maybe he's doing. You know, when you ring up your mate because you're going to miss your shift and you get someone to fill in. Oh, Do you reckon he's okay. filling he's Lesnar's covering. shift? Yeah. He's covering. Well, well, for the other two well, hours and ten minutes that Roman Reigns wasn't on, what actually happened? <laughs> well, I do. Kevin Owens is always entertaining. Just the. Not sure if anyone else noticed when he was walking into the arena. And he stopped before walking through the door and just put the hood on his hoodie and quickly uh, ducked around the corner to have a look, you know, because he's scared of Braun, obviously. Oh, I just enjoyed that little tidbit a lot more than I have seen Roman Reigns, actually. I enjoyed the during the counselling session between Sasha and Bailey in the background. There was a picture of the success stories of Dr. Shelby, and there's a little picture of Kane and Daniel Bryan on the wall. Yeah, that's, that's that is brilliant. Going back to what you said, Lyle, as well, I think Owens is so good at those subtle little little things, the facial expressions, mannerisms. He really does. He does it so well. Yep. Well, he gets it. Yeah, 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 he really does get it. He's smart to it. Yeah. Well, Smackdown, boys. Smackdown, we uh, saw that today. I thought it was a better show than Raw, which... Which is usual. Usual. <laughs> well, I mean, two hours is a lot easier. Um, you get it really wall-to-wall action. Um, I think the Miz is lost at the moment. What are they doing with the Miz? Maybe they're just focusing on his uh, reality TV show. Maybe he's been a bit busy. So I'm a mar- I love the Miz. I want the Miz on top. Yeah. What What did you think of the uh, the yes and the no, and uh, then getting Kane? I think do the chant. nostalgia pop is, is always nice. Jay, yep. you love a nostalgia pop. Yeah, I, you know what I like? I like that they at least touched on that Kane and uh, Brian last feuded. You know when the WWE often just forgets a part of history? At least they touched on the fact that, you know, like the whole... Uh, he tried to abduct Bree. Yeah, he only yeah. tried. Yeah, that, that was, that was pretty like funny tried, when he said, yeah. oh, you know, I tried. Uh, yeah, but, but I think there was some kind of acknowledgement of history rather than the WWE kind of going, oh, yeah, our fans won't remember. I like that Kane was the calm, cool, collected one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, AJ, yeah, me a, lot too. Of, a lot of love for AJ Styles out there in the crowd at the moment, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's, he's he has a been for a long time. Wonderful yeah. performer. He doesn't put in bad matches. Uh, I mean, a couple of a couple of the matches against Shinsuke at the start of the feud, uh, they weren't bad matches, but everyone expects so much yeah. of both of those guys yep. that we were disappointed. Their last match is probably the match we expected yeah. at WrestleMania, but other than that, I think he's been on top of WWE for at least a year and a half now. Mm. No, he's a great performer. I think their, their earlier matches, they were probably a bit handcuffed due to booking issues more than anything. Yeah, they knew where the story was going, the, we didn't. Yeah, that's right. You know, if We had to wait till it played out. It took four matches to get the match we probably wanted at the start. But no, he's an all-round good performer. I want more Samoa Joe on the show, though. Yes, definitely. Yep. I think Joe and Styles might be... That would be a great matchup. I think Styles has probably got only what Brian has had in um, recent history where they're a face that's over with the kids' crowd, but then over with the internet wrestling community that just gets... Everyone's kind of okay with Styles, and obviously everyone loved Brian. They're such versatile. They're such versatile workers as well. Like they can, they're both proven that they can be heels. They're they're both amazing baby faces. Yep, absolutely. Moving on, Um, boys. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead, Jay. Can we go on to two hundred five live? I think that's where I think that's where Tony was going. Oh well, that's why you don't talk over people. That's why you be a good listener in life. Um, (laughs) Well, do you make the you, you know, you. I watched it because of you both week. That was uh, um, Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy, fantastic. That was really, really entertaining. What a match! I, I um, I watched Two Hundred Five Live before I watch SmackDown. Usually, it's the yep. sh- show I enjoy the most. It's a shame the crowd yep. are always so cold for it. I think they're tired yep. by the I'd, end of it. I'd like to see. It recorded prior to SmackDown. Yeah, that, that, sure. yeah, that'd be really a good idea, especially if that, you know, technically a match like that would be the opener of the live audience. Yeah, they're going to be hot for that. And they've had um, three three matches in this series now, and close to the three uh, best matches on normal TV in WWE this year, I would think. Oh, definitely, Absolutely. definitely. Absolutely. I mean, the only reason that 205 is live, surely, is because live rhymes with 205. <laughs> yeah, it could be 205 unlive. That'd be easy. Or they could screen it yeah. earlier. There's no problem there. Um, and let's just say, like, we can be really proud of Buddy Murphy, the Melbourne boy, doing good. Can't wait to see him come and hopefully wrestle Mustafa Ali in Melbourne. That would be amazing. For a title would be or even, amazing. Or even triple threat it, put, it, put yeah. um, Alexander in there. Definitely. Yeah, I think imagine the pop if he won the title. It would be huge. Just uh, by the way, we we can call the show the cruiser weight because like it's a weight, it's a, it's on delay. Do you get that one? Good, <laughs> good joke. Two hundred five live probably rent. sounds a bit better. But uh, yeah, yeah. the cruiser weight. Okay. You know, do we we touch on? Is that phone well, no, disconnecting? Well, well, Jay can tell us what's next because obviously he knows. <laughs> <laughs> he should know. I'll send him a run sheet. Can we talk about two hundred five live? <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Let's talk about that again. We Un- can do it in uh, part two. This time with feeling. Uh, Underworld Wrestling Boys first show has been released on Pivot Share. It has. Um, I've been. F- I haven't seen it yet. Can you explain what Pivot Share is for those that don't know? Pivot Share is a streaming service. Streaming okay. service. Yeah. So I think for about seven bucks a month, yep, you can watch. Uh, you get access to Underworld Wrestling. The feedback I'm seeing from overseas has been really good. Yeah, which is yeah. 
you don't get that a lot for Australian wrestling, but the feedback coming from like Twitter accounts overseas is good. Has been really good. People yeah, good. are really enjoying it. I can't wait to see what they've done with the cutting of the show, having been there live. Yeah, as a TV show, I think it'll come across even you know, better. How, how it's how it'll be cut with the promos and stuff and. Uh, I almost think TV product. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Look forward to seeing it. Uh, Jay, this is back to you now. Kayfabe Corner, your little segment. Yeah, all right. my Kayfabe, Kayfabe Corner comes from a different promotion this week. Uh, it's called, it's, it's a new new um, alternative um, promotion called uh, FIBA. Um, it was a, the Australia. It was Australia Philippines. The fight there looked so realistic. <laughs> That's my like. How uh, spot on was that? I don't know. I mean, Thon Maker looked a little bit like when I was trying to the first time I ever tried to play Street Fighter Two, and I wasn't sure what all the buttons did because <laughs> he was arms and legs are everywhere. My my major That's... issue with it, it seemed like Vince uh, Russo was booking because. It's only the first matchup, and they're already introducing chair shots. So yeah, run-ins. Yeah, yeah run-ins. There was yeah, a little bit of a WCW towards the end with the cluster main event. Where it was just running, running, running. There was a dusty. Where was finish. the ref? Was the ref there? It was a dusty. Finish. It was a dusty finish. Yeah, there was enough the, rest. The, the officials were on the Philippine side, so it definitely had that kind of uh, feel to it. It was uh, it was very good form, mate. Yeah, well, two guys are ejected. It. Just for getting beaten up. <laughs> yeah, Chris Golding. Were they baby Chris faces? Golding, I don't know what happened. Not, there. not in front of the crowd. Not to the out. crowd they were. I feel like the um, the Filipino side were like the Heart Foundation, so they were heal everywhere yeah. except at home. <laughs> well, I, what I what I did love about what I did love about it was that they weren't able to field a team. Well, ten, they, ten players got three. ejected and they had to call the match off. They ended up playing with yeah. three for a while. Yeah. Five on three. Were hand baton behind, tied behind your back. Me. It would have been amazing. Yeah. But didn't you see when they had ejections, the crowd was chanting like it was a count out. They were like going one, but in reverse, two, what? three. It was very wrestling. Well, the crowd actually jumped the fence at yeah, stages. Like, yeah. like it was actually horrible. And the selfies at the end of it by the Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> if I have yeah. one criticism on the on the uh, action. I feel some of the slaps could have been a little bit stiffer. Oh. Yeah, there's a little bit of daylight yeah. there for the fans. Yeah, so just was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get, a, get a little bit snugger. It'd be they're working some chops. There should be some. There chops. was some good selling though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor maker's kick there. Um, that, you know, he's kick at him. That was a massive. Bite. I thought he was just running and trying not to step on them. <laughs> Daniel yeah, kick it's el- uh, Daniel kick it's people's elbow too. Oh, wasn't oh. too bad, was it? That was a phenomenal forearm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. They need to have another match. It's going to be. I, I'm not sure the Philippines are having matches for a while. They'll be suspended longer than Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, they're do, a bit in trouble. Do they come back for the rematch in uh, in a steel cage straight away? Um, Jay, you were saying um, maybe war games. War games or Survivor Series? I think war games. <laughs> Got to keep the fans out I of there. I think war games. War games, we need another nation That's to just come a, in as well. Uh, war games just to keep the bench out. Yep. Hey, I was yeah. very, I'm very oh. impressed though, with Chris Golding and his selling of the 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 bump. That was <laughs> <laughs> a massive sell. Uh, and Sobe as well. <laughs> he got the chair, and that chair was heavy. You can tell because it didn't bounce off him no. at all. It hit him and fell straight. That wasn't down. a working chair. Uh, the, the commentators obviously haven't done wrestling before, though. They said someone threw a cushion. Since when the cushions have four legs? I tagged um, MCW in the footage of that, and they were, they said, "Oh." This would be a good time to talk about our wrestling school. 
Yep. That's a very good point. <laughs> uh, nice kayfabe corner. Well done. Uh, boys, uh, podcast meet and greet prior to MCW 99. Now, I saw this. We're, we're catching up for a beer or something, are we? Well, you haven't got a ticket yet, do you? No, that's what I haven't. Oh, we can get you a ticket, Tom. Don't worry. No, I don't think I'm here. What? I think I'm in the state calling motor racing. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a Friday night, isn't it? Oh, it's a Saturday night. Oh, well, it's even worse. It's a Saturday, yeah. I'll have a beer for we'll you. We'll work on time. something. That's all right. We'll get him on Skype. Uh, um, Jay, you got the details there, I'm pretty sure, because I told you to have them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, it's going to be at the Thornbury local from 4.30, um, or any pub that is happy to feed us free beer. I mean, we're, we're open to bribery, but yeah, um, Thornbury local, um, it's, it's, a, it's an event on our Facebook page, just, uh, you know, if anyone's welcome to come along this course and we'll book an area and have a real good time and get to listen to our crap live in person. Well, I'm very exciting. And if anyone's met Jay, he'll be there a lot earlier than 4.30 in my opinion. So if you, if you want to get there earlier, don't worry. I'm sure he'll be there. I'm still not sure I've met well, him. <laughs> yeah, I'll be pretty um, inebriated at four thirty. I'll be, um, I think I'll be more entertaining at four thirty. He'll no, be chanting. No He'll be chanting. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll start those chants. Yeah, I'll be kicked out. I'll be out. I'll be out of the bar. <laughs> Heaps of upcoming shows around the country, folks. PCW Ignition in Fertree Gully, Newcastle Pro Wrestling at the Central Coast Leagues Club and the House of Hardcore touring Australia from the 11th of July. That's going to be fun. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, blast from the past on the tour. Yeah, Tommy the, Dreamer's company. Yeah, it's a nostalgia show. You got is Joey Mercury on it? Is he ever... <laughs> Was he ever over? Well, he did take that ladder to the face. That's not being over. Well, the, the highlight would have been. Then the Australian basketballer must be really over. Well, got to mention on a wrestling podcast. Um, but look, a lot of Australian guys getting a chance to work as well against uh, against you know some of the guys they grew up watching, which I think is the fun part of the show. Yeah, I, I went yep. last year, and the highlight of the show was the Spirit Squad, which I don't think anyone's ever said that. But uh, minus their most famous member, well, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the boys, yeah, they were really entertaining, and badass Billy Gunn. He was mo- definitely the highlight of the whole show. Who's the biggest name coming out of this tour? Well, Mick Foley's going to yeah, be Mick there. Foley has to be, yeah. and he's also going to be doing his twenty one man show. Two, yeah, the one man show, which uh, you yeah, know that should be entertaining as well. Hmm. Um, JXT and Slade Mercer are both on the Melbourne show. I'm pretty sure we gave him the rub. Rocket, rocket strapped them, to quote Edge and Christian. Yeah, that's right. Just stolen something. <laughs> got anything to say there, Jay? Uh, sorry? Have you got anything to say? It's a, it's oh, a, it's a podcast, uh, mate. It works better when people talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big part of the podcast. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the MCW. Um, Loving, loving all the shows coming up and really wanting to uh, get to as many uh, Melbourne shows as possible. Are you still watching Sunday Night Heat? Yeah, I was watching a bit. I was going to get on to the Sunday Night Heat there. Definitely when sounded preoccupied. I'm stuck with my baby and I'm kind of <laughs> a little bit out of that loop. You can't no, say I'm stuck kind of, with your baby. Someone should have used no, contraception. No, no, no. Like, please, if, if, if well, my, you definitely can't uh, say that. Um, Lucky her mum doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, Why not? She doesn't uh, want to hear Jay. I get it. Well, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm not stuck. I mean, I deeply love you, Alvi, when you hear this in the future. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I want to be part of that. So I'm envious. She's I a big Rusev fan, isn't she? Alvi? She's a huge Rusev. Yeah, she's just, she loves it. She just, uh, all, always celebrating Rusev Day in Asian English. She's all over it. How so old is she? She's eight or 17 months. Gets, so, she gets her little chair out as soon as she hears Rusev's music <laughs> and sits in front of the TV for Rusev Day. Rusev, no, I'm not Rusev. even not making this up. Oh, lucky she's not a Roman Reigns fan. Well, her dad is. She, <laughs> she was. She's um. She was Roman Reigns, but she's outgrown Reigns. So yeah, it happens. <laughs> that happens. Hey, if you've got an upcoming show uh, that you'd like us to promote to folks, uh, please let us know on our Facebook page or on our Twitter page. We'd love to help you out with that. Still looking for a sponsor too, aren't we? I'm always happy to. I'm always happy to take money off people. Uh, on at on the Turnbuckle Australia, if you'd like to come on board and uh, be part of this podcast. Now's as the well. time. We're going to have a lot of interest after that Dermy interview. Ooh, it was huge. Uh, huge. Jay, will Will we see you next week? You might see me. I'm, I might bring Albie in a like a yeah, bask, like like on the Hangover. I Great. Might then have... we'll be then we'll be stuck with her. Fantastic. Yeah, well, we, she's pretty good. Stuck was not the right word. We might let her so co-host. We're, 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 cutting, we're cutting a promo using the word stuck. We need to, we need to edit that. because uh, No, we don't. Yeah. We can put together Any a highlight hour. reel of the show, the first of the first year of the show. That'll be front and centre. Yep, definitely. If I yeah, can say penis, you can say stuck. Oh, goodness. I can imagine this being part of a custody battle or something. This is, gonna, this is not going to look good. <laughs> This is not going to look good. See you next week, buddy. Yeah, I'll, I might not have a bottle of bread before next week's show. All right. <laughs> see, see you, JC. Mate. Well, she see you, Lyle. Uh, see you later, mate. Hold well on, boys. Can I mention your jorts? Oh, they yes, in, you can if you like. They inspired by John Cena. They are John being Cena the fourth inspired. In July and stuff. Yeah, no, very patriotic, exactly. mate. Thank they, you, mate. Appreciate they look that. very good. Tony's got more moves than John Cena. Well, you got he's, he's got, got six. six. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week on the Turnbuckle Returns here on mypodcasthouse.com. We'll catch you then.